This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you own a home in Cook County, you are probably familiar with the not always consistent, often confusing, world of property assessment. Now, I know that may not sound like the most exciting topic, but stick with me because it could be costing you hundreds or thousands of dollars that you could instead be saving. First, we need to dig into who pays more, who pays less, and who pays nothing at all. And we're going to start with our former president, Donald Trump. Joining us now in the studio is Chicago Sun-Times investigative reporter, Tim Novak. Hi, Tim. Welcome to Reset. Great to meet you. Uh, Good morning. Thank you. Also here on the line is fellow Sun-Times investigative reporter, Lauren Fitzpatrick. Hi, Lauren. Hi, everybody. Tim, I'll start with you. Your latest story for the Sun-Times, it's got to do with former President Donald Trump, as I mentioned, and his property tax bill for Trump Tower. So walk us through last year. He got a major tax break on that property here in Chicago. Is that right? Um, Yes. But what we're talking about is not the entire building. So for starters, we're just talking about the lower three floors, which are the commercial space that's vacant. Um, And it's never been occupied since the building opened in 2008. And and every year there's um, um, an appeal uh, by uh, Trump's attorneys to... um, lower the taxation on that space, which they claim they cannot uh, lease. Yeah. And this year, though, you, you report that his tax payment is likely to skyrocket. Why is that? Uh, this year is the uh, Cook County uses a triennial assessment where uh, a third of the property is reassessed every year. This year, the property that's being reassessed is the city of Chicago. So Assessor Fritz Kage says this is the first time that his staff since he's been elected has had an opportunity to um, reevaluate um, all of the property in the city of Chicago and they are uh, severely or significantly raising the assessments on all properties but particularly commercial properties including Trump Tower. How rare is that 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 drastic change in in valuation? Well, because Reset, Reset talked to Kagi back in April of 2020, and he'd warned back then that properties would likely lose a lot of their value as a direct result of the um, the pandemic. That is true. Uh, there are a lot of buildings downtown. Some have been foreclosed on. There's a lot of empty spaces. Um, one would think that commercial property in, in, in downtown particularly is uh, reeling from the pandemic still. Um, unlike homeowners whose homes are, it's very hard to buy a home right now because there's some competitive uh, bidding for these properties. So at any rate, uh, Kegi's, uh ran on a platform of shifting the tax burden from homeowners onto commercial properties, um, which the system is set up in such a way that commercial buildings pay um, – significantly more in taxes than homeowners because they're assessed at 25% of their value, whereas a home is assessed at 10. So um, they're already at that level, but he wants it higher. He believes that over the years, um, previous assessors, particularly Barry, Joe Berrios, had uh, granted property tax relief to these buildings that were represented by uh, very powerful uh, law firms, including those run by... Uh, former Speaker Mike Madigan and gotcha. Alderman Edward Burke. 
Lauren, let's bring you in here for a, a little background um, because this recent swing in valuations, you know, particularly at, at Trump Tower, it's happened before, right? So can you just break that down? Oh, no, and you've got to stick with Tim. He is the expert on all things Trump Tower. Okay. <laughs> Jump in, Tim. Um, well, as I said, that, that there's been this constant uh, back and forth on what that property is actually worth, um, and there's also an underlying question of why that property has sat vacant um, for so long. It is rarely, it, it has never been occupied. It's never been completed. Um, there's an argument that the Trump and his attorneys make that it's too, uh, it's below grade, it's below the street level, it's along the river, but it's on the opposite side of the river walk. Um, For whatever reasons, they've never had any tenants, and they believe they should get a tax break because of that by lowering the value of that space. Now, one thing that I think everyone should understand is the value of a piece of property is a very subjective uh, endeavor, whether whether you're the owner or the seller or uh, a tenant, you, you really, what is something worth? It's very hard to put a price on that. And that's what Kagi is doing right now across the city. Right. So speaking of that, you know, for, for the first time in three years, his staff is reassessing every property in the city of Chicago, right? Just Chicago proper. Are assessments overall expected to go up or down? Well, um, they will tell you, um, and we we really won't know how this is all going to shake out for several months yet, but um, they will tell you that everyone's assessment is going to go up. So they're going to raise the assessment of every property. I think homeowners may be going up 20%, and um, Trump Tower is going up like uh, the, this particular space is going up significantly more. So the higher the increase, the more likely you are to pay. So even if if a homeowner's assessment goes up 20%, but a a skyscraper's assessment goes up 60%. The homeowner may actually end up paying less than he did the previous year. Lauren, you've both reported extensively about who in Cook County gets major property tax breaks or ends up paying no taxes there. Can you talk to us more about what you found? Yeah, so um, Tim and I and another lovely partner named um, Carolyn Hurley um kind of worked our way through the different kinds of tax breaks that you're able to get in Cook County. Um, Most people are probably most familiar with the homeowner's break where you get a little bit of a discount on um, the primary home that you live in. Um, And when we started, you know, worked our way down the list a little bit, um, we noticed that people who are considered um, disabled veterans get um, some of the most um, lucrative tax breaks um, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, to homeowners and that um, also uh, uh, sort of moderate income seniors um, who own their homes and show income of less than $65,000. Um, those seem to be kind of the most likely ways that you as a homeowner can end up paying no taxes at all um, on your home and kind of regardless of however much or little the home is worth. How many residential or, or commercial properties in Cook pay nothing in property taxes? So when we did our analysis, looking at 1.6 million residential properties, I think we came up with about 27,000 who don't pay 
anything at all. And that broke down into roughly, I want to say about 6,000 um, disabled veterans and uh, seven to eight thousand. Uh, so, excuse me, seventeen to eighteen thousand senior citizens who get assessment freezes. Um, and then I guess there are other ways where you can kind of combine some of your exemptions um, and and kind of get them to, um, I guess not add up, but like subtract you down to a zero tax bill. Right. So help us understand, Lauren. How does this affect everyone else? Why should it matter when Trump or another wealthy person gets a tax break on their property? Because, I mean, in the end, um, Pastor Ann, there's a fixed big pot of money that government needs to have police, to operate schools, um, for parks and libraries, you know, for all these public services. Um, and if, you know, if, if, and, and basically the, the tax system is breaking down you know, what's your share of the bill um, that all of us are collectively paying to try to get to what that big number is. So if, you know, a bunch of folks are dropping out and, and paying nothing at all, and maybe they're supposed to pay nothing and maybe they're not, then it, it just, it does impact all of the rest of us. Yeah. So Tim, everyone's left picking up the slack, essentially. Well, I kind of, imagine you were playing a poker game and you all sit down at the table and you all have to ante up to play but you don't have to ante up anything you can just play for free that's what some of these people are doing is that fair maybe maybe that it's fair to them but because you don't have to pay but is it fair to everybody else who has to pay more and then has no say so in whether you pay more or not you just get a higher bill yeah well Kagi will tell you and his staff will tell you, but all oh, these mm-hmm. things only will raise any individual's bill by a few pennies. Okay, but why should you have to pay more? Yeah, how much is it going to raise a person's bill on average? What does he mean by pennies? Well, it, it's, it's really an esoteric statement because it's impossible to calculate how much my bill went up because you paid nothing. Because you would have to recalculate every tax bill in Cook County to answer that question. And no one's going to do that. We've, right. we've actually had uh, uh, something that we've talked about, and that is what would everyone pay if there were no tax breaks at all? Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning in, this is Reset, and I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We are talking with Chicago Sun-Times investigative reporters Tim Novak and Lauren Fitzpatrick. We're discussing the Cook County Assessor's Office changes in property valuations and how it all affects you. Uh, sticking with you, Tim, uh, let's go further back than just the last year or two, because the Assessor's Office, it's had a bit of a checkered history, would you say? Yeah, um, yes, I suppose. It, 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 it's, a, it's an office that's always, it, it's a government agency. It's governed by politics. That's the way it goes. So there are always going to be people who are going to try to figure out how they can um, uh, lower their tax bill, whether that's hiring the uh, law firm of Mike Madigan, and, and there's no guarantee that that will lower your bill, or whether it's uh, claiming your space is vacant, um, um, arguing that your house is not 
uh, worth what they think it is, except then when you go to sell it, it's going to be worth more than that. That's the thing. I mean, people want their property to be worth a le- less money when there comes for taxation. Well, yeah. But when they sell it, they can argue it's the opposite way. This is worth more than that. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, you, you both reported last year between um, that between 2015 and 2021, more than 13,000 homeowners in Cook County got tax breaks that they shouldn't have from the assessor's office. There was one example that you highlighted, which was of a, a mobster who owned a home in Bridgeview and had been receiving a tax break on the property for years, even after the man had died. Yes. What? Yes, right? <laughs> How does that happen? Oh, man. Ding, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> and, and the, you know, those were all cases that the assessor's office had discovered themselves. Um, you know, one of the complications of the system and having all these different kinds of breaks is that it then creates the need for, um, a, you know, a department to accept applications and process them, and then it creates the need for a department to, um, to kind of enforce it. So... The assessor's office has um, a 10-person unit who look at these erroneous exemptions, and that's what they call it when they found, um, you know, one of these cases where uh, someone hasn't qualified or maybe there are income issues or, or, you know, something along those lines. So they found um, all of those homeowners had received tax breaks they shouldn't have had. And, um, yes, it seems that in, in the case of this little home in the suburbs, that um, that the gentleman has died, and that someone unbelievable uh, filling out forms in his name, and and this is um, a break, Sasha, and that you've got to actively apply for every year. This isn't one where you apply for it once, and then maybe you know yeah. someone dies and you forget to turn the ticket off. This is where every year you've got to fill it out and sign it and mail it in. Um, and and he had been dead all this time. Interesting. So again, uh, he's he's paying less. Or his, his property is certainly paying less because he got one of those senior freezes. So all the rest of us are making up for his share. Yeah, it it seems like there are just a lot of gaps in in um, in management and oversight in the assessor's office. It, is that fair to say, Tim? I think when you look at the whole system, the assessor is taxed with a monumental job. Determine what every piece of property in this county is worth. There's 1.8 million of them. That's very hard to do. Um, But they're further burdened by the Illinois legislature, which constantly keeps passing these exemptions to curry favor with voters. We're going to make it so that voter, that disabled veterans don't have to pay any taxes. Mm -hmm. Now the assessor has to figure out who those people are. Are they really qualified or not? And are they entitled to it? Or is somebody trying to, like, sneak their way in and say, I'm actually a disabled veteran? And we actually have a gentleman in, in, uh, we found in, in uh, the western suburbs who owns a two-flat, and he keeps getting a tax bill that says zero because he's a disabled vet, except he's not. He's never applied for this. He's never asked for it. He keeps telling them, send me a bill, because he's afraid someday they're going to come and right. knock on his door and say, you owe all this money. And... They, he keeps he's he's stuck in this catch twenty two where they 
allegedly fix it and then they put it back. So all these exemptions that are out there, they just create a nightmare for this office, which already has a, a an overwhelming task of trying to determine what everyone's fair share of the tax burden will be. Here's the thing. The, um, the assessor's office... As we've talked about, it's had a few fumbles, and now it's an election year, right? Uh, Kagi's facing a challenge to his bid for a second term as assessor from Kerry Steele, who's president of the uh, Metropolitan Water Reclamation District of Greater Chicago. Lauren, to what extent could the election be playing a factor here? Deep sigh from me. Deep sigh. <laughs> um, I mean... I guess I'm not paid for my opinions. I would, I would just sort of say that how could it not? How could the election not be a factor in um, in the decisions of all the people who are running for re-election? Any thoughts, Tim? It's an elective office, so if you want to keep if you want to keep the office, you're going to have to convince the voters that you're the guy who's who can run this office you're the person who can run this office the best uh, you know this office is never really run um smoothly because it's just it, it, people are constantly bickering like you overcharged me or i should be paying less or mm. what have you tim is this happening in any uh, particular neighborhoods or communities the most like where are we seeing these problems up here where folks are not paying for taxes um the the people with zero tax bills which is basically how we started this who's who, who doesn't have to pay anything um you don't have to pay for the street being paid plowed in front of your house it's just it's all free um that happens pretty much anywhere anywhere somebody can figure out like i think i can qualify for this exemption this one and this one and then in the end i don't pay anything and that can happen. We found that happening uh, in high rises uh, downtown on the Gold Coast. We have found that happening out in the north suburbs. We have found that happening out in the west suburbs. It's just anywhere. Yeah. Well, leave us with this. If folks wait, uh, you know, as they wait to see if their tax bill is going up, if there is a property owner listening right now that wants to challenge their assessment, how do they do that? Well, you first have to challenge it with the assessor's office um, since he's the one you can contest it um, and then he may or may not lower it for you and then from there you can appeal it to the Board of Review the Cook County Board of Review which is an independently elected body um, the appeals are governed by what township you live in so like for instance the, you know maybe this week we're taking appeals from proviso and I don't know whether that's true or not mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, you can either go into court, file a lawsuit, or you can go to the Illinois Property Tax Appeal Board. Generally, the people who the higher the 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 farther you go in the appeal process, generally those are more of your uh, high end commercial buildings. Homeowners don't generally file gotcha. a lawsuit. Well, we're out of time, but I do want to share some congratulations for you. I, I know that. Along with your colleague, Carolyn Hurley, you won National Headliner Awards, right? It's a national award which honors the best journalism across the country. And you received the recognition for your investigations exposing errors in the Cook County Assessor's Office. So, again, congrats. 
Thank you. That's an honor. Thank you. Read our stories, please. SunTimes.com. Chicago Sun-Times investigative reporters Tim Novak and Lauren Fitzpatrick. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.